Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for bug spray and flypaper. <laughs> we are your hosts. I am David Steele from SteelEmpire.com. I am Chaotic Anarchy from ThreadRaiders.com. And I am Fenwald Griswick from Twitter.com. <laughs> Twitter.com. He is the creator and owner of Twitter. <laughs> Sorry about all your... the extra characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they added characters. Yeah, me it. too. I think yeah, it's just the right amount. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. That other one was oh, it just sucked. Yeah. So we got a great show for you today, as always. Always fun. Um, so we have some news stories. I just love news stories. I know we're going to learn about something short and somebody smoking some pickles and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fun time. <laughs> uh, of course, I get to learn about all the new games and old games by Grizz's Game Time, Game Moment. And then my favorite part is what's in the box. What's we in get the to box? rack our brains. And I love <laughs> when you guys say that. I can't say it like you do. <laughs> it's spectacular. I say we jump right into it. Grizz, or, or CA, why don't you tell us what we're going to get into here? Oh, well, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked me. I'm in one hell of a pickle. Grizz, you got to help me out, man. Are you? I am. Because that's further down the page than I thought it would be. Oh, I love this one, though. Ah, see, she did what we said we do. She was going to do. I love it. All right. Anita and James McCanny are two farmers from the state of Texas, and sadly, they have a large amount of food. Now, you might expect farmers to have a large amount of food, but they have extra food. And so they thought to themselves, well, why don't we pickle some of this food, and then we can sell it at, say, the local farmer's market, so on and so forth. Well, unfortunately, the state of Texas had something to say about that. The Department of Health has uh, issued a, an edict, if you will, um, that says that the only thing in the entire state that can be pickled is a cucumber. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole story. Holy I smoke. Like okay. <laughs> they had to actually make a little, is that like a law, an edict? What, or is that just It a, is the 2011 Cottage Food Law as interpreted in 2018 by the Department of Health. Uh, they have taken unilateral action to uh, you know, decide what can and cannot be pickled. So no nice. pickled beets, no pickled onions, no pickled hen's eggs, nothing except cucumbers. Wow. Keeping us safe. I love it. That's right. I'm sure that is their concern, uh, you know, that they don't want people just picking, pickling random things, uh, you know, and then possibly causing food poisoning. But the problem yeah, with that the is one? that, yeah. yeah, the problem with that is that, you know, uh, the act of pickling ends that crisis. You know, you're putting something in vinegar or brine where, you know, you, bacteria can't live. So that makes no sense. Wasn't it Lorena Bobbitt who wanted to uh, pickle her husband's pickle? So <laughs> well, she was very avant-garde for her time, yes. 
That's true. That's true. That was many years ago. Those were the days. <laughs> CA, what else have we got on the on the roster? Well, I hear that there are some water bottles that are starting to cause fires in Russia. What? I know. Grizz. Oh my God, where is that one? Oh, yeah. Chris is like, which Holy story is that? Smoke. What the heck are you doing to me? <laughs> so, the World Cup is coming to Russia in 2018. And, and what is the, is that soccer, a.k.a. football? Uh, that is football, yes, football. Um, a.k.a. soccer. Football. Okay. Football. Um, a company in Russia got very excited about this. Zvitoy Istoyshnik, a.k.a. Holy Spring Mineral Water, uh, <laughs> developed a bottle which was more or less perfectly round. Um, in the shape of a soccer ball. It has like little divots in it, but for the most part, you know, from a distance it looks like a soccer ball, but up close it just mm-hmm. looks like a round circular bottle. Um, to celebrate the World Cup. Well, uh, an intrepid reporter, whose name I couldn't possibly pronounce, uh, <laughs> bought one of these bottles. He's a very big soccer fan, and he left it in his office. And it was sitting on the edge of a desk, and as the sun shone through the window, it struck the bottle and set his shoes on fire. Uh, Not the shoes that he was wearing, mind you, another pair of shoes for the gym. Uh, He, you know, smelled smoke, and when he looked down, they were literally on fire. And here it turns (laughs) out that the shape of the bottle is just right to turn it into more or less a magnifying glass that then concentrates the heat of the sun... Uh, into a beam that can set things on fire if it sits there long enough. Please don't try this at home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So this was accidental. This was an accidental thing, although right. he's not alone. This has actually happened to multiple people, and there are now YouTube videos of people using uh, Zvitoy Istoyshnik bottles to set fires to random objects, including matchboxes and uh, logs and things of that nature. Fun times. Now, the company has said that they did put a label on the bottle in very fine print that says, warning, do not, uh, warning, store in dark area. So apparently they were aware of this, but they didn't have time to, you know, or, or the inclination to uh, redo the bottles. So uh, huh. they left it on the, you know, on a warning label. Cheap Christmas gifts for the kitties. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, you know what I like to do, Grizz? What's that? I like to make cardboard cutouts of my friends and family. Do you? Creepy. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it brings us to our next article. <laughs> well, I tell you what. That's best because nothing says uh, she should be on medication like a cardboard cutout of people you actually know. <laughs> yes. Allison Kloss, on the other hand, does not know Danny DeVito. However... She wanted to go to the prom with somebody who she liked, um, but sadly she was not asked by anyone, so she purchased a life-size cutout of Danny DeVito from Amazon, wrapped it in a tie, and pinned a corsage to it, and then took it to the prom. That's funny. Yes. Um, And so, uh, having done so, she posted her prom photos online, um, and Danny DeVito, the actor, saw them. And so he returned the favor yesterday by taking a life-size cutout of her to the set of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No. That's awesome. 
Now, it turns out that this is something of a fad, okay? This is probably going to be our next Harlem Shake. People from around the world are now taking life-size cutouts of Danny DeVito to various places and taking photos of themselves with Danny DeVito using air quotes. Oh, okay. Yes. So uh, I'm, you're hearing it here first. Order yours now because I'm sure there's going to be a rush <laughs> on the market. I already have yes. one of Dave. I mean. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, he gets a little microphone that sits in front of him when I do my podcast. Oh, so it's like God. he's here, you know. <laughs> it, it covers his life-size woofer. <laughs> Watch out for that tweeter. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Ring, ring, ring. Guess what, Grizz? What? Vermont just called. (laughs) It sounds like they have $10,000 to offer me. Is that real? That is real. So, for those of you who might be in the mood to become a Vermonter, uh, their state motto is freedom and unity. Uh, but unfortunately, that means that their kids have had the freedom to ununify. Uh, Vermont <laughs> is one of three states that is losing population. Uh, the huh. other two are Illinois and West Virginia. And uh, so this week, the governor, Phil Scott, decided that he wanted to try to put an end to this. So he and the legislature got together and they have created a new program whereby if you are willing to relocate to Vermont, they are willing to pay for your moving expenses, computer equipment, software, so on and so forth. The only catch is that you have to already have a job out of state and you have to be a telecommuter. So when you arrive there, they will pay for your, for your internet connection, the whole nine yards, up to $5,000 a year for up to two years. And this is a new incentive program to try to bring in younger people to the state, uh, hopefully to produce even younger people who will then become lifelong Vermontians. Hmm. Wow. Yes. Good Interesting. Luck, Vermont. Yeah. This has to do with the fact that um, people are moving to cities in droves. Uh, the cost yeah. of gas is going through the roof. Uh, there are a lot of, I'm sure, other incentives. But for the most part, cities are looking particularly attractive right now. Yeah, I mean, you don't even need an automobile. You know, you got the Ubers and the buses. Yeah, right. Well, there's a lot of benefits to living in a city that you don't get in the country. Um, And so, you know, this is a problem because they don't have a major city. Ask your boss. (laughs) It's promo time. Hey, CA. Yes, Cruz? Did you know that June is Women in Tabletop Gaming Month? Really? Is this like National Great Outdoors Month? Or National Papaya Month? Nope. This is a real thing. Oh, tell me more. Women in Tabletop Gaming was a hashtag started by Samantha Darcy, a.k.a. 65th Victor, and a bunch of her friends on Twitter. Sound familiar? Yes, I follow them on Twitter. Well, they've gotten together with a bunch of partnering companies. Just listen to this list. The author, April Presnell. The Broadswords, an all-female Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Broken Dice, Chaosium, The Cyphercast, Dice for Brains, Die by the Dice, Dungeons and Dragons Podcast, weird name but I love the logo, Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, Fate and the Fable Maidens, Free NPC, Gamercraft Studio, Hexes and Bows, Miskatonic University, whose motto, Timor Incomprehensibilis, means fear that which you do not know. 
Quest Friends, Reforge Podcast, Roll for Initiative, Susie QQ on Twitch. You laugh, but she's got over a thousand Twitter followers. The Beholder's Eye Podcast, The Crafting Muse, The Rook and the Raven, The RPG Lab, Tabletop Loot, Web DM, White Wolf Entertainment. Wait, did you just say Tabletop Loot? I did. You mean our Tabletop Loot? Exactly. And listeners, if you go to www.womenintabletopgaming.com, you can take a look at all the sponsors for this month's events. In addition, if you go to tabletoploot.com right now, you can get 15% off any order by simply clicking the Women in Tabletop Gaming button conveniently placed right in your cart. No code to remember, just click the button. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. Alright, it's time to learn about a new game that I haven't heard about. New World... What you got, Grizz? Uh, so first of all, let me start off with this. Next week is E3. That is the big video game conference, which will be out in Los Angeles. It runs from Tuesday to Thursday, but the gaming companies have a tendency to jump ahead in the schedule. So yeah. actually, there are a couple of companies that are going on Sunday. All right. Now, do you know, is it always in uh, L.A.? Um, I believe that all of the E3s have been in L.A., yes. Okay. Uh, I couldn't swear to that though because E3 has been so, going on for you know a couple of decades yeah, now. Yeah, West so. Coast Jam. Yeah, but it is a West Coast Jam. Um, so anyway, the major gaming companies when they go out there, they tend to get like whole floors of hotels dedicated just to themselves, and then yeah. they do um, advanced stuff even ahead of E3. So it's kind of like who gets yeah. to go first, and that's especially true between like Sony and Microsoft. Um, like when right. X- when the Xbox One was announced the PlayStation people were trying to announce their thing first. And so it almost came to the point mm-hmm. where they were trying to broadcast it on Saturday, you know, like <laughs> the week before. <laughs> so it, it gets pretty, kind of crazy. Yeah, they're always trying to one-up each other. That's a, that's a crazy duel. Yes. Well, especially between Sony and Microsoft. Yes. But this yes. year, Bethesda is going on Sunday. And in advance of that, they put out a promo for Fallout 76. Woohoo! What? Yes. Yeah. And the internet exploded. All right. Yep. We have to pause the podcast. I'm going to go look at this. <laughs> you can. It's only like a minute hours. long. <laughs> Fallout 76. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. All right. So Fallout is a series of games produced by Bethesda. Um, the most recent one was Fallout 4, which mm-hmm. released to huge claim, acclaim. Um, it was a blast. I played mm-hmm. it for 60 hours. I don't know. CA, did you play Fallout? Uh, Fallout oh, yeah. 4, I played over 132 hours of that uh-huh. game. There you it's go. It's all about collecting stuff. You know I'm all about uh, it. That's right. I think yeah. you mentioned that on another podcast. On Every another little thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Yeah, I'm that person who like collects trash and then just walks back because they're <laughs> carrying so much yeah. crap they can't teleport. Yep, it takes you an hour to get back. <laughs> yes. Well, you are in big trouble if you play this game because all the rumors seem to indicate that this is a collector's fantasy game right here. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's going to be big. Bethesda released a promo teaser trailer, okay, talking about the new game. It has precious little in the way of information. What it does say is that this is about Vault 76. According to the lore, Ah. Vault 76 is in the game. In Fallout 3, they actually have entries for it in the computers. So we Uh know exactly what it says in Fallout 3. Of those things, what we know is the following, that it is a Washington, D.C. area vault, okay? Yeah. One of several vaults 
that were considered a control vault. So the control vault means that they didn't do anything to the people in the vault. Now the difference is that there were other vaults like the one in Fallout 4 where people were um, in some cases genetically manipulated, in some cases they were um, it, it, they did like psychological experiments on them. So the company was trying to use the people as guinea pigs. In Fault 76, that was not the case. So uh, at least in that part, when you leave the vault, theoretically in this game, you should be a normal person. You know, you, sh you shouldn't have anything wrong with you in terms of story. Yeah. But you are leaving the vault almost 200 years before the vault that opens in Fallout 4. So for this game, we're going way back in time to when the bombs just hit. Now, for those of you who didn't play Fallout, um, it's all about a post-apocalyptic world. Um, atomic weapons have fallen on the United States, and there are these bomb shelters, these vaults, where people are living. Hmm. Eventually, the vaults open after it is deemed safe, after all of the radiation has gotten down to a level where people can uh, roam about on the top, on the surface again. And so people come up and begin exploring the world. I got to interject too that Fallout Three, that that whole intro thing of coming out of there, that was like one of my favorite beginnings to a game. Yeah, it was forever. really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Fallout Four was really great. Like they actually had like the bomb exploded as you were yeah. going into the into the ground, and it was like Intense. this huge mushroom crowd. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So in this trailer, um, we have a couple of things. First of all, they gave us the date, which is how we know that it's 200 years before Fallout 4. Uh, you can actually read the date on the Pip-Boy that's sitting on the desk, and then again on the arm of the person who's putting it on at the end of the video. Ah, cool. Yes. Um, and then also, so in the background, the song is playing um, Take Me Home Country Road, which yeah. is a song by John Denver. And Take in that home. song... Country road exactly. to the place where I belong, West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia, of course, is where the Shenandoah River meets the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is all yes. in the verses of that song. Mm -hmm. Well, right where, and this is me speculating, okay, right where the Shenandoah River meets the Potomac, okay, is literally the Blue Ridge Mountains. And right there is a town called Harper's Ferry, which you might remember from uh, your American history class. That was where um, I think John Brown. John Brown was the abolitionist who attempted a raid on an armory. He was going to arm slaves, and they were going to create an insurrection. Uh, but unfortunately, well, maybe not unfortunately, the man was a murderer. But you know, anyway, he was captured yeah. and then hung as uh, as a murderer and it, for treason. So anyway, Harper's Ferry is actually a pretty famous place, but it's the perfect spot for a Fallout 4 game, all right? It for the following reasons. First of all, it's got rivers, okay? And a ton of waterways. The surrounding area is actually kept dry artificially by a series of pumps. In a world that's post-apocalyptic, those pumps would have been turned off, so there would be large amounts of marshland which, for those of you who played Fallout 4, know that the area was surrounded by tons of places where, you know, you were stuck in goo, basically, fighting off crabs and all kinds mm -hmm. of things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also surrounded by, of course, the Blue Ridge Mountains. So that's plenty of, you know, all-terrain, off-road, you know, stuff like that. 
It also has a major interstate uh, that runs through it that then heads to Washington, D.C. And for yeah. those of you, again, who played Fallout 4, you know that standing on the interstate, shooting down at crabs and raiders and all kinds of stuff like that was one of the primary features of the game. And it looks a lot like the areas outside of Boston. So in Fallout 4, you played in Salem and then the edges, the outskirts of Boston. The Boston area looks just like Boston. You would think it's a downtown city. It's a major metropolis. So it has a lot of high rises and things like that. But the Salem areas are little tiny, quaint little homes. That's exactly what Harper's Ferry looks like. So now again, this is me speculating, but you heard it here first. I'm I'm convinced that it's going to be there, um, with the you know uh, possibly a little bit of Washington D.C. being bombed out as like a, an extra sort of thing. Hmm. Now the most important part of all of this is that unlike Fallout Four, which was a standalone game that you played by yourself um, with a multiplayer component, Fallout Seventy Six is going to be an online survival game. So I want you to think uh, The Forest or Minecraft or Daisy or Rust. You know, it's it's this sort of thing. Um, Kotaku has confirmed this. They have you know people on the inside who have confirmed that that is what the game is going to be. So you will need an internet connection to play it. It will be online servers. And that leads to some very interesting questions as to how exactly do you play a Fallout game, which is very story-driven. Bethesda yeah. is very big in the story. You know, these are the people who made Skyrim. Yeah. You know, how how do you transfer that to an online experience where you have a large number of people on the same server possibly raiding each other? You know, like if you create a little base and store a bunch of stuff in it, can other people come in and steal all your stuff? Like, what does that mm. mean? You know, that's Daisy and Rust. You know, that's a big part of those kinds of games. So that seems to be where they're heading with this, which is very interesting. I'm excited, but I definitely don't like when they change, like, the full <laughs> kind of gameplay thing. And especially when you have to rely on other people. Me personally, I, I don't do well with those games. Yeah, I feel like it's it's risky. Because I heard that um, people were speculating that it was going to be a survival game. Uh, and I just... I, I don't know. I feel like survival game right now is like very popular. I think that right. they're just trying to go along with what's what's cool right now. Mm. But I, I mean, they already have a good thing going, so I don't know why they would want to change it that way. But at the same time, like games like Fortnite are, are doing amazingly well. So who knows? The other part of that is um, the timing of the thing. This is one of the first vaults to open. Uh, which means that when you get out of the vault, the question becomes, who would you meet? There's probably not going to be uh, anybody. There probably won't be any raiders. Now, there will, be, cool, yeah. there will be mutants. Um, according to the lore, the West Coast mutants uh, would not have been in this area uh, at the time. The West Coast mutants are, is, the, is the basis of Fallout 1. You actually meet the scientist who creates those mutants. And that's all the guys that come from EA, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, literally, those mutants were being created at the exact moment that this vault opens. So that's not part of this game. The East Coast mutants were created when a, when Vault 87 took a direct hit from a nuclear bomb. Those were the people in the vault who were then contaminated and came back to life. So uh, those mutants will probably be in the world. And I would think that there would be synths, too. Well, I don't know, because aren't the synths uh, mutants that have been reprogrammed with robotics? 
Like right, somebody has to do that, and we're we're the first ones opening up. Right, right, seventy six. So it might be earlier than that, even. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Well, that might be cool then. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. The whole lore. Yeah. Vault 76 is supposed to have 500 people in it. Um, that brought up an interesting question uh, from the guys at GameSpot. They said, does that mean that we're going to have 500 people on a server? Which would be an, an immense thing. Like That's a lot of data that has to transfer across the lines. Um, and potentially, if you had, let's say, two factions and you had a 250 versus 250 war... Surely not everybody would show up, but still, that's a lot of people in one place at one time. You know, yeah. servers catch fire over things like that. So, kind of wondering like how that would work. Another thing I was thinking about this week was that so Fallout Four. Um, it, you know, let's say you wanted to shoot someone, you actually uh, hit. I think it was like left bumper, and then you would target like their head or their shoulders or whatever to take a, a particular kind of shot. And in yeah. doing so, it would actually tell you, like, if you take the headshot, you have a 100% hit chance. But if you right. try for the foot because it's behind the bush, then it's like a 40% hit chance. Yep. I don't, you can't do that in an online game. Like, you can't freeze time. Correct. There's no way to do that. So I wonder, like, you know, what the combat's going to look like. It would be markedly different, I would think, than Fallout 4. Agreed. So a lot of this is speculation, uh, your speculation from what you have gleaned. It is. Um, they are going to, again, they're having this Sunday. Um, uh, Bethesda is doing their thing. That's Sunday, June the 10th. Um, oh, yeah. So you, you're looking to get a lot more info. Yes. That, right? I yeah. will be watching E3 all next week. Uh, next right. week's game segment will be a complete rundown of all the things in E3 that I see. Awesome. Um, up to that point, which will be up until like the midway point. And then yeah. I'm going to do a part two the week after that. And we'll talk about all the great stuff that is coming out in gaming. Love it. Yeah. Love it. And there is one other thing that I noticed that nobody else seems to have uh, thought of. In the game, oh, I'm sorry, in the trailer, the Pip-Boy is playing a song, okay? If you listen to the trailer at the beginning, it is an actual FM radio broadcast. It's like tinty, you know, like like if you're listening to radio in your car. Yeah. And then eventually it converts over into background music, you know, like games are want to do. Well, that means that there must be a radio tower or a radio station somewhere transmitting that song. Right. So that means that maybe, you know, these people somehow survive the nuclear fallout or whatever. And there are NPCs in the world because who's running the radio station? Well, you know, all week I've been waiting to ask you this question. Which question is that? (laughs) What's in the box? (laughs) And now it's time. Oh, my God. Do you want to get a drink of water first? I just, yeah, I just died. Hold on a second. I would, yeah. (sighs) Okay. And now it's time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And now it's time for What's in the Box? The ongoing saga of you, the nine-fingered box hound in search of fame, fortune, and pry bars. Everybody ready? Yep. Ready. All right. You need a break. You had originally planned to skip the town of Dead Willow, but now the experience in the hallucinogenic cave, the throbbing of your big toe, and the sudden need for a doctor to reattach your favorite finger have encouraged you to rethink your itinerary. When you meet the town doctor, you are at first unsure about his skills, 
However, he reattaches your finger with a little bit of nifty magic in exchange for Poodle, the two-headed hell beast who ostensibly is to be enrolled in some sort of breeding program. You find a room at the local tavern, eat your fill of gruel and oyster crackers, then seek out some entertainment. The bartender gives you the rundown of the town. There's the Dead Willow Wax Museum, perfect for a photo op. There's the Dead Willow Soap Factory, which offers a tour every hour on the hour, even at 4 a.m. And there's the Dead Willow Antiquities and Sundries, where French Provincial meets Mounted Deerhead. But when that list elicits a crinkly face, the bartender takes it up a notch. Looking over both shoulders before motioning for you to step closer, the bartender invites you to the hottest ticket in town. Oi, adventurer like yourself, I know just the thing. Five hours later, you're sitting in the smoke-filled back room of the Dead Willow Haberdashery, hip-deep in 10-gallon hats and 16-ounce mugs. It's been going extraordinarily well when your primary opponent, a surly man named Flatnose, suddenly gets a whole lot of courage after a string of bad calls. And I raise you this, he boasts, producing a box from his pocket and placing it on top of the mound of chips. You recognize the symbol stamped on the lid of the velvet-covered wine box immediately. It's the Aldsberger family crest. What's that, you demand, feigning ignorance? We don't know. We can't figure out how to open it. But anything that well-guarded has got to be worth, say, the rest of your chips there. (laughs) Without a moment's thought, you push in the rest of your chips. I call. Your hand, full house. Aces over kings. His hand, full house. Kings over aces. You're the winner. Your opponent glares around his bent schnoz at the dealer. You idiot! You dealt the cards to the wrong person! Before the dealer can offer an explanation, the disgruntled card shark lunges at the dealer, and the two crash to the ground, rolling around on the floor, punching and biting each other. You're starting to suspect that this game may not be entirely on the up and up. Doesn't matter, though. You are victorious again. And now it's time to rake in your winnings. As the last man at the table joins the scrum on the floor, you make your excuses, cash out your chips, and hastily retire to your room. There, on the lumpiest bed there has ever been, you mangle up a bobby pin and open up your prize via a secret hole in the base. Mm. Just like Mama taught you. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's in the box? So where did I get this paperclip? <laughs> it's complimentary. <laughs> it's in the mini okay. bar. Okay. All right. It has a little face on it like they used to have back in the day on the computer. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a uh, open the box. Maybe I wanted to open the box. It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. You can. Go ahead. Go for it. All right. I'm going to open the box. <laughs> do it. <laughs> What's in the box? No, I want to know what, like, I want to open your box. <laughs> oh, you're opening my box. Oh, kinky. Okay. Do, you remember, do you remember when this game used to be easy? <laughs> what do I see in the box? So you see a vial that is white. Is it a vial? I don't know. How small is a vial? It's like a, a bottle, I guess. A bottle, like an, a drinking bottle? Yes, an off-white color. 
drinking bottle. Is it like a swirl, like Mother of Pearl look, or it's kind of like milk? Yes, yes. Uh, Mother Ooh. of Pearl would work. Yes, I like that. Interesting. Mm. Does it have a label? It does not. No label. Mm. What kind of lid is it? Or is it like a cork? Cork. If I hold it up to the light, can I see through it? You cannot. The The coloring of it makes it so you can't see through the side of it. I'm going to uncork it. You uncork <laughs> it, and you look in, and you see this almost like a silvery color liquid with a pleasant Ooh. smell. Oh, so it's not stinky? This smells nice. It's not stinky. Maybe like a raspberry scent. I dab a little bit on my neck. A little bit on your neck? <laughs> Nothing happens. The oh. Augsburgers were known for their uh, <laughs> smells. They were very sm- <laughs> just mm-hmm. wonderful smelling people. Yeah, you have just a little raspberry smell. It's like a little cologne. Um, what happens when I blow heat on it? If you would like with your mouth, that kind of hot air? Yeah, with my mouth. What happens? Uh, nothing. It's just the, the top of it just kind of ripples a little bit from the wind. Oh. Can I pour some into a glass? You sure can. You're not going to drink it, that, are you? It looks a little <laughs> thick as it comes out. Not oh. super thick, but just a little thick more than a it would. A little thick it, when it comes out. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like uh, like mud or anything, but just a little thicker than a regular water would pour out. Hmm. Do it. Do it. Chug, chug, chug. All right. So can I dip my finger into it and then just kind of like, just a little taste, a little. (laughs) (laughs) Pinky the fool. All right. I do that. All right. So you do that and you suck on your finger (laughs) and then you see that your hand starts to shimmer and. (gasps) You're a mermaid. Kind of flicker in and out of sight. Ooh. Potion of invisibility. I might need this in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have enough to try some now and then like keep some for later? I I mean, it is a full bottle, so I I don't know if you need to drink the whole thing. You use it wisely. (laughs) All right, so I'll drink a quarter of a glass. Oh, gee. (laughs) Okay. Yep, and gulp, gulp. And then, yeah, your whole body starts to shimmer, and then you go invisible. (gasps) Nice. I've had some experience with this. And since you only drank that much, you'll probably start to reappear at the end of this episode. I go down to the ice vending machine and just start freaking people out. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Okay, I want to open CA's box. Okay, you can open my box. My turn. When you I open gently box. reach down oh. <laughs> slide my hand. Sweet Mary and Joseph. I'm going to need a minute with my cardboard cut out. <laughs> <laughs> so you reach into my box mm. <laughs> and you can feel goggles. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Are they looking like steampunk kind of goggles? Exactly. I'll ask the questions around here. <laughs> oh. Are they looking steampunk? Up. They are. They have gears around them as well. Oh. That you can actually adjust. Ooh. Mm-mm. Do the gears connect with one another? They do. Double ooh. Mm-hmm. How are they? Or so goggles, I'm picturing like they have like the strappy, like pool goggles. Yep. Okay. Correct. How are the two um how are the two eyepieces held together? Um they just a normal latch that's in the center, which is a steampunk latch. I put them on and start saying, Grizz, where'd you go? <laughs> well, he's still 
<laughs> he just drank the potion, so he's really not there. <laughs> I know. Like, where'd you go, dude? I'm looking around for him. So the, coggle, the goggles, when you put them on, uh, seem to be normal. Just normal view? Seem. Yeah, normal view. Seem to be normal. So I start to twist the eye viewfinders. Yeah. Play with your eyes. See what happens. Okay. As you adjust, you begin to see everything that just happened before Grizz took the potion. <gasps> Rewind. <laughs> Turn them the other way and see if you can see me later. Ooh. So you go the other way, and then yep. you see Grizz sitting in the ice bin. <gasps> you know how I do. <laughs> and yeah, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? If you're going to take an ice bath, you better be dressed for a bath. You might as well do it. That's what's in my box. I love it. Did you have one, Chris? Did I have something in the box? Yeah. What's in your box? Hmm. It's a statue. Oh, what does it look like? What kind of statue? All right. So imagine a kobold. Uh, what's the name of the, the big, it's like a floating eye? Ooh, the, the mind flare? What are they? The mind flare? The big eye? Thing? Sure. So imagine a kobold and a mind flare had a child. <laughs> oh, my. It looks Whoa. just like that. Shit just got real. <laughs> I would not want to fight that. That's Where do you put ugly. it? <laughs> you could put it anywhere that has a flat surface. Hmm. And what color is it? Uh, it has, so it mostly looks like stone, but around the feet, it has like a mossy uh, kind of look to it. Okay. I want to rub its head. Okay. You rub its head, uh, nothing happens. Whoa. Unexpected. Is there anything else you want to rub? I want to make a wish. Oh. <laughs> On the hey, when you say that, I come running up. What? <laughs> is it is it like one of those things you can make wishes to? Well, you can always talk to it. You never know I until want, you try. <laughs> I want to talk to the statue. <laughs> I wish for my cardboard cutout to become real. It responds to you in cobalt. Do you speak cobalt? Yes. Okay. It says three steps past the fence post. <laughs> Very informative. <laughs> Do you look for the fence post? I'm going to look out my window at my fence post. Do I see anything? <laughs> You do not see a fence post. Is Dave standing there? Oh. You see Grizz naked. <laughs> Interesting. So it speaks in riddles. Interesting. Is there anything on the bottom of the statue written? Yes. So uh, on the feet, no. But on his tush, you can see a tiny, <laughs> tiny map. Ah. No. Oh. Wait, let me get my goggles. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take so we can see his tiny ass. <laughs> oh. uh, so uh, I guess we can't tell because the map is too tiny of what the map is of. Correct. It's, uh, it, you can tell that it's a map, but because it's kind of like scribble or you know, like little mini scratches, you can't really get a good idea of you know any of the you know starting points or anything like that. Maybe right. it's a Devonru map. So it's like Ooh. real 3D fancy. I like that. They are amazing. I would be honored to have her map on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
We can make that happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll put that request in. Yeah. It's such an expensive tattoo. I, I'm not sure I'm prepared for this. No. Financially, anyway. And somebody's going to think of that. You know that. That's going to come up one of these days. I can't wait to see it. It's the ultimate in cosplay. That would be funny if you go to like a game and the DM just like rips off his shirt and there's a map on it. <laughs> oh, my God. And underneath is just the word, Roo. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Down around the belly button. Yeah. And today we are going two clicks left of the nipple. <laughs> well, I like your statue. Oh, thank you. Yes. As do I. I declare myself the winner. Yay. You are the winner. You're I want something. <laughs> All right. I like it. I think that brings us to a close right about now, right? Uh, so, yeah. What do we got going on? I believe you are going to the Too Many Games. Coming up I soon, right? am the 22nd to the 24th of June, which is this month. I can't believe it's June already. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, I will be at Too Many Games, which is Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA. Uh, come hang out, play games. Uh, oftentimes I play X-Wing and Warhammer. Um, it's all free gaming uh, nice. table. It's you know I heard Gen Con, like they, they charged to actually play their games. Uh, but here, it's totally free. Um, you can also play at the arcade, and they have concerts, and there's a blessed show which is really amazing and it'll be great to hang out so you should come say hi and we can play test some games together and at that same weekend starts the philadelphia pod festival um we're all a uh, bunch of there's man maybe how many are there 10 20 30 pretty, uh, over 30 different podcasts from the philadelphia area we'll be putting on shows live shows of their podcasts starting the weekend of june 22nd um, I think it's Friday the 23rd, or Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. There's actually a Friday night show, but um, we will be, Quest for Magic and Steel, that is, will be um, starting Saturday the, what is that, the 23rd, I believe. Um, we will be doing a 1 p.m. at the uh, Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philly. You can come up, we'll be on like a third floor. And I will be doing sound for all the guys that, that do their show at the Tattooed Mom. Have you ever been the Tattooed Moms before? I have. Have you guys? No. I have not. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I was just wondering, like, what kind of, like, uh, do they have, like, food or anything like that? They do, yeah. So it's, it's a bar. Um, and it has, they actually have the downstairs. The, it's kind of family friendly. They have um, coloring books and stuff that you can bring to your table and bring your kids. You know, you, during you the know day. me so well. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> bar food, basically. You know, the chicken tenders are amazing, and French yeah. fries are great. They have like cheese sides of cheese. So, basic bar food. Um, I did have a cheesesteak once, and I did not like it, so I would not get the cheesesteak. But uh, the basic bar food is good. You can um, you can go there and hang out. There's three floors. There's pool tables. There's a bar upstairs as well. And uh, the little room we're on in is kind of like a side room. I guess they have people come in there, maybe even small bands or something. Uh, but uh, it's cute. It's cool. There's there's crap all over the walls. It's kind of like a, you know, grunge uh, kind of '70s rock, you know, place. Meets Ben against like all this. <laughs> yeah, all the stuff that was there, like from back in the '70s, is still there. These stickers, pond stickers, and so it's definitely a cool look, cool vibe, and. Uh, uh, you come up there and hang out with us, and there's a bar right there, right on, on just three steps down. You can get your drinks. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. So those two weekends, just go to. We'll have the link in the show notes. Uh, I think Grizz will throw it yes. in there for us, so you can go there and click on that and check it out. Check the schedule and come say hello and meet some shows and uh, network. Come and say hi. 
And then, of course, the amazing Thread Raiders birthday extravaganza in July is Woo-hoo. next. Yep, on July 28th will be one year anniversary of Thread Raiders. And we're going to be doing some streaming, uh, some RPGs and video games and hanging out, having a good time and yeah. kind of, uh, you know, introducing ourselves, saying hi to everybody and hanging out. Love it. Love it. And then I'm really uh, getting gung-ho for Gen Con. It's almost it's here. Be, yeah, Yay. August uh, 2nd to the 5th. We booked our room finally. So my daughter Amara will be going. That's my uh, GM, DM from A Quest for Magic and Steel. She'll be going with me. Hanging out there all weekend. And I know CA is going as well, so I'm really excited about that. Yes! Uh, I, personal- I personally will be pretty busy. I'm doing some shows or DMing a few shows or games for Cobalt Press. And uh, I had six games I was doing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, afternoon and evening, uh, every th- day. And they just said Gen Con's asking us to do some more because they're all sold out. So now I'm taking on some mornings for I'll be doing uh, like 8 or 9 a.m. <laughs> that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning as well. So I'm pretty busy. Uh, three day- And I'll be doing three games in a row. Bang, bang, bang. So it's going to be <laughs> chaos. Somewhere in there, maybe uh, during lunchtime or in the evening, Hopefully, CA can make some time, and we'll hook up with uh, my uh, Arc City audio drama writer, Adam Christopher, from the After Six podcast. And we're going to have a get-together, hopefully record a podcast, and have uh, maybe Thread Raider friends and um, friends of the mighty CA and uh, Steel <laughs> Empire and stuff like that. We can get together and hang out. That'd be great. And at Gen Con, I'll be coming out to see you guys. So I have a couple of um, play tests that I'm doing um, from various people in the community. So I'm excited about that. I'm going so they're going to be, be doing their games um, like in the game room area? Yeah, that's where I think I'm going to do it. I mean, this is my first time at Gen Con, so I'm not sure where to go for that. Um, So once I find out more information, I'll be able to let you guys know on the podcast. Um, But I'll be doing some playtests, and uh, I'll be meeting uh, people in the community. I'm really excited about it, who have a couple tables there. And I know Death by Mage is going. He's one of our thread readers. No. I'm really excited about that. Oh, yes. Oh, please, please remind me about that. I want to definitely hook up with him as well. Well, yeah, definitely, of course. So uh, yeah. hit me up if you want to, you know, play test your project or introduce your book. Um, I was thinking about maybe buying some equipment to do some live interviews as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, when you just said that, I was thinking I could let you borrow my Zoom recorder. Uh, so you could just use that to do live recording. Oh, that would be great. I think that would be awesome. We could probably even, you know, put it on this show like as a bonus. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, man. So, yeah, it. so hit me up. Let me know. Love it. And what else is going on? Is that about it? Uh, November 3rd, we have the Extra Life Fundraiser. Uh, So come on out and hang out with us. We're doing 24 hours of streaming straight uh, video games, board games, RPGs of all kinds. Uh, So you should definitely come out. It's for a good cause. It's for Children's Hospital. Uh, 100% of the donations go directly to them, which is great. Uh, Extra Life is is a phenomenal... um, I guess or would be like a company, I guess it would be. Yeah, a nonprofit where they they uh, yeah. help you to to raise funds for your favorite nonprofit. 
Yeah, they do a great job with it. They're huge support for anybody who is interested in raising money for charities. Um, they help you get started, everything from your website. They help you advertise, you know, so that you are successful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're all about building a community of their own also. And the people involved are absolutely amazing. So you should definitely check out their website. Uh, we'll include the link at the bottom of the episode on the website so you can click on it. Um, if you'd like to make a donation to the Thread Raider, for Children's Hospital. Just type in Thread Raiders in the search box. It'll take you right there and you can donate to any of the Thread Raiders on the list. Nice. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be us either. You can donate to any group that's on there as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Grizz, would you like to take us out? I certainly will. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, in addition, we want to say uh, hello and thank you to Tabletop Loot, our steadfast sponsor. Whoop, whoop. And uh, for those of you who are listening on iTunes, if you could give us a little bit of a review, that would really help us to uh, you know, help others to find our, our uh, podcast. Um, and for those of you who are interested in more content, uh, you can find us on threadraiders.com, we'll, where we have uh, links to our Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, everything uh, is right there in one nice, tight little pack. So there you go. Yay! And, and.